0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good grief. It is another Agile Coaching Mastery podcast.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Agile Coaching Mastery podcast and YouTube channel, brought to you by the Agile Coaching Mastery crew. Our crew consists of Agile coaches from around the world who record the podcast for an international audience, free of time zones. You can listen when you want. We do this to help increase the skills, knowledge, and experience across the Agile Coaching community. And it's for free. Every week we explore another part of this wonderful agile coaching landscape. Each episode is recorded live and unscripted on Friday. Let's join the crew and their friends for this week's episode.
0: Well, thank you. And uh, the really good news is Ricardo, who was really unwell last week, is back with us. Hello, Ricardo.
2: Hey. And I have news. It was not COVID. I still didn't manage to get it. I think you still, you still it. haven't
0: managed to get COVID? <laughs>
2: no, I still haven't managed to get COVID.
0: My son may have it. We'll see. He's doing a test right now. So are you better, mate? Much better. Good, good, good. So we're in part two of what I think might be four parts, actually, psychological safety. It's a, a, a fantastic topic to circle around and look at all different angles on. Um Aina, welcome along as well. By the way, lovely to see you. And I see you've got a new, uh, you've got a new icon on Clubhouse in a uh, very nice purple. I've not seen before. So, hello, Aina.
3: Hey guys. Hi Ian. Hi Ricardo. I don't see you in Clubhouse, but I heard your voice. So nice to see you guys.
0: Uh, lovely to have you up on stage already so um, we talked a little bit about psychological safety some parameters last week Raz, do you, is there anything from last week you want to bring up or mention or shall we just go straight to the heart of talking to ricardo today
4: uh, no i think we have ricardo here today so let's just use him yeah <laughs> i have to pay back
2: for the missing last week <laughs>
0: Yeah, so um, you, you've talked on previous clubhouses and Things with me, Ricardo, about four levels of psychological safety. Um, so let's do a mastermind kind of, you know, name, Ricardo, especially subject, four levels of correct and all that sort of stuff that comes from Magnus Mike. I ought to have got some mastermind music ready. That would have been a thing to do, wouldn't it? Anyway, uh, tell us about these four levels. I've heard you talk about this before and loved it.
2: Yeah, the, the interesting thing is that the first time I talked about it, I thought I was pulling it out of my head. And um, in preparation for this podcast, I decided to Google it, and I found out there is even a book written about it.
0: And it's the same four Which levels is... you always talk about.
2: Yeah, exactly oh. the same four levels. So I must have read it, forgotten that I read it, and then pulled it out of my head. So,
0: and, and the unless the person by, has read, uh, listened to a podcast of ours, or a or a clubhouse meeting, and suddenly went, "That's a good idea," I'll write a book very have to quickly. You
2: should check the date on the book,
0: you check the date on so, the book mate.
2: Yeah, I will, I will do. But the book is by Timothy R. Clark. And it's the four stages of psychological safety.
0: So, um, yeah, when you said it last time, I remember thinking that sounds like it's something I hope to know and don't know well enough. So, um, yeah,
2: so I'm definitely going to read the book. I know I didn't read the book, but so the first the first stage of psychological safety is inclusion safety, and that has not necessarily to do with teams. Just feeling that you are a part of the group. That you are accepted uh, for you for you, who you are, um, and in that there were lots of problems over time with people of different races, and uh, later with women and men. But I think it's it's one of, it's it's the basic foundation. You have to be accepted in the team as a human being.
0: So that's level one inclusion safety. Is it, uh, is, is it possible that I could feel excluded because of my personality, even though? that's not the case really i mean i wonder i can think of some of my original backgrounds uh, for those who don't know i did have some troubling history in my life when i grew up uh, very bad and therefore for a lot of time i didn't feel included in anything but maybe that was my problem not other people's
2: yeah it means that you don't have that you can be in the group without fear of being rejected embarrassed punished so, yeah, it could be because of your personality, not just your color or gender.
0: Yeah, I mean, so Kurt just, Lewin, uh, his book on, on you know, theory of human behavior said, you know, your behavior is a product of your environment plus your personality. So maybe there's a bit of that about yeah. that as well. So level one is really I feel included. I yeah. I feel like I can be here. I don't feel excluded. I feel appreciated, wanted, and safe. Exactly. Okay. So I'm, I'm already wondering about my marriage, whether I've got to inclusion safety yet. We'll see.
2: <laughs> 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 you Maybe you me? got to the other level. I don't think these levels actually are totally exclusive, so it's, uh, it's interesting to go through them. Okay. The second is that it's safe to ask stupid questions level, the learner safety. Ah, the ability okay. to learn as part of the group without being criticised. The ability to feel safe to ask any question. The ability to feel safe, though you don't know as much as the other people in the group because they trust you that you're going to learn and become just as proficient as them.
0: So if if level one is safe to be, presumably level yeah. two is safe to ask.
2: Exactly. Safe to ask. Very good one.
0: Okay. Uh, so that's the second level. Do teams go through this or is it an individual thing, do you think? Do you think I need... Could I, as a team coach, look at this and go, is this team at level one or level two? Or, or do you think it's individuals?
2: It's individuals, but I think the team itself, each of the individuals has to go through these four stages. So you could kind of do an average across the team. You could ask, is it safe to learn in this team? There could be a culture in a team that uh, removes that level, but normally that would be because of a couple of toxic elements in the team, for example. So chance. So yeah, you can think of it as team level.
0: So you could okay. So you could say that the team is roughly at this level two, or they've achieved level two, yeah. but individuals may not be there yet. An individual yeah. may be behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now you mentioned a few toxics.
2: Yeah. So just no. For- what I said is, if you see a team where learning is not safe, most of the cases I've seen of that were teams where you had joined a few individuals with a difficult personality that knew a lot about the subject and that would call the other people idiots because they didn't know. So in, the, in those teams, you'll have to work uh, not with the people that don't feel safe, but with the older contributors or the more knowledgeable contributors for them to create that safe to ask environment so the other members can grow.
0: Yeah, I've I've I don't know what other people on the call feel, but I've definitely felt I've been talking to people sometimes and I go, So we have to devolve decision making down the organization. And I literally heard the COO go, No, we can't do that. They're all they're all useless morons. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I thought I bet I bet I bet there's no psychological <laughs> safety in his team.
2: <laughs> oh, some symptoms of these would be people Calling something a stupid question, or saying "haven't I?" "Haven't?" "Didn't you ask that already last week?" Those kind, those would be terrible symptoms of uh, of these not being in that team.
0: So if, uh, it's an open question to anyone, really, um, including uh, JC. You're up on stage, and Lena. If if you were in a team where you saw someone being that toxic, what would you do about it? Happy to take any thoughts.
2: I'll wait to see if someone answers. Yeah,
0: Aina, go ahead.
3: Yeah, so first, uh, I won't do anything. I would uh, observe and try to identify the root cause of this uh, toxicity. Sometimes uh, the person is scared, him or herself, and just in denial and doesn't want to admit it. Sometimes this person realizes what is happening, but this is just like a reaction to the external threat or, I don't know, something. Sometimes it's something is going on in his or her family. So there could be like many reasons. So first, I kind of like uh, observe myself, and uh, if I jump into a conclusion, or I don't jump into conclusion. I try to talk one on one, but don't un- don't address uh, toxicity. I just talk about uh, neutral topics and try to figure out the root cause. And uh, maybe I can touch like next time on one on one that uh, this behavior is kind of toxic, and most time people are not aware about it. And uh, like a next level uh, to have like a team retro and talk about toxic behaviors on a team uh, meeting. And uh, so it's kind of like a brief uh, what I do. It's like very complicated in reality, but don't want to take one time.
0: Okay. So your first step there, Aina, is don't assume people are being toxic deliberately. Find out a bit more about what's going on. That sounds very useful advice, Ricardo.
2: Start with why. The only thing I would do different than Aina uh, for these kinds of problems, I might not wait for the one-on-one, depending yeah. on how bad it was. Because if it is closer to in- to the incident, it will be closer to memory. But yeah. But it all depends.
0: You're right there. There's I think that's memory. a really good point to bring out. Not that we don't agree with Aina at all, but there may be a need to correct something very quickly in a team yeah. if you're trying to get something sorted and, you know.
3: Yeah, I agree. But the situation is really bad, we need to react right away. I was talking when it's not bad, when we still have some time to figure it out. But if we need to react, uh, so we just have to react.
0: Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I can admit occasionally, okay, well, although my coaching stances are very inclusive, I can admit occasionally I've almost picked a, picked a challenge deliberately with someone who's done that. And as it were, how can I put it, drew, drew the fire to me to protect someone else. I've done that. I've occasionally done that when I've gone, you know, deliberately gone, you know, the only idiot in the room is you for asking a silly question like that. So far, I mean, deliberately, because particularly I I, I want to protect the the team, you know? I don't know if that's good or bad, to be honest. It's probably not... I probably shouldn't talk about that as being something I do on a mastery call, but I do do it. Occasionally I've
4: done it, certainly. Uh, I can add something to it. Go ahead, mate. Uh, What I do is also ask the team how they feel about it and highlight it and ask probably if there is any sort of uh, uh, team contract or charter that defined in the past, that highlight the the deal-breakers and empower them to uh, make a collective decision. And and like what you said, Ricardo, if if it's a, a very terrible and damaging thing happening so we can do on the spot thing and just do a timeout let's just talk yeah. about it because this is what i'm observing yeah
0: you're making a it good p-
2: goal yeah if it was behavior yeah. of one element of the team i would i would do it after the meeting if i was observing the behavior as coming from a click in the team i remember hashem had a team like that there were three elements in the team that were always bringing down the work of the other four. And then I would bring it there on the spot because I wouldn't want to do it one-on-one with the other three. So like everything in coaching, it depends, right?
0: Mm, That's the right answer. I guess, Ricardo, my thought on on what you said is I might turn it to the team if I think the team had got to level three uh, apart from this behaviour because I think maybe... Before I go this is a team problem what do the team think I probably want to think where's the team overall on this because if they' if they don't even feel inclusion safety level one safe to be asking the team what they think about someone's toxic behavior I, my observation would be they you probably wouldn't get a good response if they don't feel they can comment on it because uh, they yeah so okay mm. so level one safe to be level two safe to ask or learner safety
2: yeah and level three contributor safety
0: Okay, I need to save to something safety give how about safety give yeah, that be a safety good to give yeah
2: exactly this is the we don't like micromanagement level So it's the safety to bring your own opinion the safety to want to contribute in your way and to be accepted. In teams that are micromanaged, you don't see this because you are told, you need to do that that way and that that makes it never become a, a high performance team so the other two are kind of very basic fundamentals of becoming a team but if you at level 3 is where you start to see the possibility of creating a high performance team because then people are safe to explore people are safe to contribute to contribute not in the same way that was contributed before to accept to have their contribution accepted
0: i think i think that level safe to give it also is, in my mind's got a, safe to expand myself so perhaps before then i've always felt i was a cog in a in a mechanism and i could only be the cog suddenly I've got a point to be a a different cog or a bigger cog or a cog that is more tuned to who I am. And that's where high performance, I guess, comes from, which is the ability for everyone together to contribute more than they start to contribute.
2: Yeah. And that takes us to level four, which is where the real high performance comes, Uh which is safe to challenge the status quo.
0: Okay, so level three is safe to redo who I am and level four is safe to challenge everything, I guess. Yeah. Let's try
2: this a totally different way. Let's uh, stop doing this and start doing that.
0: Why do we do it like that? Because we've always done it like that, Ian. Okay, thank you. So safe to be, safe to to ask, safe (laughs) to give, and then the final one presumably is safe to challenge.
2: Yeah, safe to challenge.
0: Yeah, okay. Um,
2: okay, so I always think that level three and level four have a bit of an intersection because if you are safe to give, do you have to give the way that it was always given? Uh, okay. but I think safe to challenge is a bit stronger. So if you drawing framework there is a bit of an intersection.
0: Yeah, if you're drawing this, it's certainly lin- is it linear? Do you go through level one to level uh, two to level three to level four?
2: Yeah, can you contribute safely without being able to learn first? Think chronologically, yes, but I think you could you could already be in a place where you are able to contribute, but it's still a bit not safe to ask questions. Imagine you're hired as a specialist and you can contribute, but then if you ask a question, someone calls you stupid. So it is possible that you didn't that you skipped a bit of level two, but by having high contributors, you could be at level three without without having the level two.
4: So, you also, you can challenge the status quo the level two in way. a very toxic way.
0: Say again, please, Raz. Um, I think I think we didn't quite um, hear.
4: Yeah, you can challenge the status quo in a very toxic way. You're still challenging the status quo, right? You're feeling safe to challenge, but you're shutting down others.
0: Yeah, if you were like a real, um, you know, opinionated architect, for example, you you might arrogantly challenge everything all the time. That doesn't mean... It's a safe environment for you or anyone else, but you're doing it, yeah. Okay, so that makes me think it is a little bit built one's built on the next. Maybe a triangle, you know, pyramid, where the lowest level is inclusion safety, and then up from there is learn safety, and then maybe contributor and challenge can be interwoven a bit more. Would that yeah. Would that work? Would you Would you see in, it that way, Ricardo? In my mind,
2: the picture was more like a target where you grow. Oh, okay, the, the four target. circles, one inside the other.
0: Okay. That makes a lot more sense than my view. So imagine a target where the inner one is inclusion. Once you've got yeah. that, you can move to learner. Yeah. Once you've got that, you but can But you move. might
2: not move in a perfect circle. So it could be that you're moving as a blob until you get to the oh, yeah, circle. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, like if a... Tu- if you a...
2: think the corner, like a radar chart in a way. Yeah. Uh, the corners of the radar would be the team elements. Mm. So you could use that. So you, you, if you wanted to use this as a tool... Uh, you could look at each. You could draw a radar chart and see how how each member of the team is feeling. And you could have an element that is new and that is feeling on level one, and then you say, okay, if this guy is not feeling included in the team, what do I need to do to the other people to include to have to let them feeling feel included? So th- that could be one perspective, and you would be happy when the radar chart has all for everyone in the four levels.
0: Yeah. So. I- I think what I've learned from you is that these four levels can be understood at a team level and individuals yeah. within the team, and yeah. possibly the team and the individuals can interact. So you might find that someone in the team is is only at level one, uh, which I called safe to be, uh, or not even there, and the team yeah. have to help get that person to level one. On the other hand, it could be the person themselves has to go through some journeying to get to level one themselves. It's possible either way. Yeah,
2: takes two to tango.
0: Takes two to two to team tango.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, the this second is, tango element being the, the rest of the team. The
0: rest of the team, yes. I, I sort of imagine this. Uh, it once happened in uh, the British dancing thing where there was one of the uh, one of the main judges was dancing and he had nine of the women in elegant dresses all partnering with him. And I thought it looked very false to me, but I get the idea. I do get the idea, team together. Do you think there's any, uh, if I was a coach and I wanted to teach on this, I might go, how could you help a team do a measurement of this themselves? So just, uh, you know, this is unscripted, so it's a question of, what do we think? So we've got these four levels. How might we use them with the team? That, by the way, while I'm giving Ricardo some time to think about it, just remind anyone on the call on the Clubhouse, if you're interested in this, if you've got a contribution, feel free to put your hand up. We'll bring you up on stage. We'll hear your your contribution. Those people on stage, if you want to say something, just take your mic off. Oh, JC, you took your mic off there.
5: Yeah, it was, I was funny because uh, when you were starting to go to the place of individual versus team, Um, My brain was there as well. And I kept thinking of the parallel to this in order to get to the next in order to get the team to the certain level. So whether getting the team to level two, level three, level four, um, the parallel to me is actually in the five dysfunctions of a team concept as well where in order at the base level, so if you've read that book or read any of the books that go with it to like uh, overcome the five dysfunctions, you need that base level of trust, right? So the triangle you were talking about, Ian, is exactly what's displayed in the five dysfunction side. Yes, it is, So. Right. So like there's two different approaches when I'm looking at this from a coaching or from a scrum master perspective, I think number one, if I want to get the team to a certain place, maybe I start focusing on the creating the five dysfunctions uh, over overcoming aspect. Right. Let's do that. But then, in an individual level to get them to a certain place, you're going to have two two types of conversations. One is with individual team members about other team members and how to help them, but also you as a person helping that individual team member find their voice and find their and find where the where we'll say the friction is and letting them get to that next level but those are just two points of view for me
0: okay so you're you're seeing a comparison with the five dys- dysfunctions work and how that sort of can be built over time that sounds i think that sounds reasonable what do you think ricardo
2: yeah totally reasonable mm-hmm. it's this probably focuses a more but a lot more on the trust angle of the five dysfunctions. So this could almost be a breakdown of the tr- of, of a way to get to that basic trust level.
0: Oh, so you could, you could maybe see the four levels we've talked about as sub-levels within getting to good trust.
2: Yeah. Okay. But I, I haven't thought about the overlap with the others. There will definitely be overlap with the other four. But of the five, this is the one that has the strongest correlation. So if you need to bring a team to a trust level, you kind of could... Uh, think of use these as a tool,
0: okay? That can make some sense. Um, I'm just thinking of the five levels. Uh, the five, so the, f- the five levels. Uh, let's just talk about this for a minute. five dysfunction level one, absence of trust. So I could see uh, all the levels being used for the other f- levels, level two, fear of conflict. So that does bring out a little bit of uh you know, again, challenge of safety, doesn't it? Uh, if yeah. the dysfunction of the team is uh, unable to uh, feel comfortable with conflict. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Stage four is kind of the bridge between the two. So yeah. you could say almost that the first three levels are the trust, and then the fourth level will take you to the conflict level in the five dysfunctions. That's where the overlap is.
0: Yeah, yeah. and then the next lap overlap is lack of commitment, which, you know, I guess not you, here. I guess you could s- say it's slightly covered, and then um, next ones are avoidance of accountability and inattention to results. So I think we're right to think it's a, it's a lovely contribution, JC. I think we're right to think, and it is unscripted, so you know we're not pretending we've got this all in our heads. It it looks to me like those levels really look at the first two in, in dysfunctions, but I like JC's treatment of the subject that is something that's built up over time. And, of course, there's a lot of research, and not just research, but lots of tools on how a team might measure itself for five dysfunctions. So so maybe what we could think about is how a team might measure itself for the four levels or the four stages, as it were. Uh, Safe to be, safe to ask, Ask. safe to give, safe to challenge.
2: If a team wanted to measure itself, I would come up with a set of 10 or 15 Spotify-like cards Mm-hmm. tell, tell uh, me them, more to, to I,
0: i'm not sure i know what spotify like cards means mate so maybe you could help me
2: ah uh, i use them so many times so you have the spotify model comes the spotify team assessment you can google it and see i see i hear Spotify some, team health i love it th- yeah the squad health check model oh this Sp-
0: yeah. spotify squad health check model lovely i actually do know it i just didn't uh i didn't yeah, have yeah. it in my head at the right I called moment it by
2: a different name like everything like i do to everything <laughs> yeah but what i would do is i would design something like the like this and why did i say that i would have 12 or 15 cards so that we could get not just zeros and ones right so if you have three a few cards that are correlated with one or two of the of these levels but of course it wouldn't be the spotify ones because the spotify ones are about speed is to release fun etc but I, I would create a game around that if i needed. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah well you do the same kind of thing with so where spotify has got these levels of like support learning mission porn or players you would come up with something similar to that but use the technique of the spotify cards Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would nice.
2: gamify me. I would give me The first game. You are the expert in games. So I am. You Probably yeah. could come up with much better ways. Me well, being Ricardo, I would just copy Spotify, come up with a few sentences that would correlate strongly with continuity of safety versus not, and then uh, put them playing and see the results.
0: I think it's a good model. Um, I might think between now and next week, uh, how, and that might be. I. I think there's two because we're near the end of our time now. I think we've got two two areas I'd li- I might like to go further on next week. One is, how does a team measure itself? And the other is, we're still in this nonsense of COVID. How does psychological safety work on Zooms and digital versus in the room? That might be something to go at. So maybe we could take a quick uh, input from anyone. Would you Would you rather we go to, what about digital, psychological safety? Would you rather go a bit more into how we might Let's go help digital. Team. Let's go digital next week. That's your yeah, thought.
2: Sunil actually had a very good post around that today for, with an internal card from uh, from ThoughtWorks. I saw it on LinkedIn. Okay. So we, could, we could copy with pride some stuff from there. Oh, right. Sure. Okay. That's well, i
0: as I, as I get the music going, that's where I'm going. Let's just do a quick tense check. Anyone in the uh, Clubhouse audience who wants to make a contribution or even just say hello? Do you know what? We've got Chris with us. I haven't spoken to Chris for far, far too long. So, Chris, even if you don't want to say anything, please come up and just say hello. I love your voice. I'm, every time I see something from you, bad, Badass Agile, every time I see something, Matt, I think, oh, I must get in touch with Chris. How have I lost connection to my good friend Chris? And I've just seen you there in the audience, mate. Do, do you want to come up? And just say hello for a second. Can I invite you up? I think I can invite you up. So hopefully, Chris, you've got an invite. Hey, Chris, my friend.
5: How are you, my friend? It's nice to see you.
0: Well, it is just way too long. Somehow we've lost connection. It's it's weeks and weeks and weeks. I've no idea how and why.
5: No worries. Why don't we, I don't want to waste the the crew's time here, but why don't we make arrangements to talk uh, maybe next week?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Why don't we make Chris our special guest? I know very few people that would yes. contribute more to the topic. That is I'm a sure brilliant. Happy, uh, to,
5: happy to join whenever, uh, whenever you would like. Uh, you know, something different. I'll, I'll, be there.
0: Chris, would you yeah. be? Would you? Would you mind being a uh, what we call our expert panel, where no, you know?
5: No, it, would be, it would be an honor. Just tell me how I can serve. I'll be there.
0: Fabulous, and I, I, I I'm I, I've got to tell you, my emotions are quite high because I haven't been in touch with Chris for ages. And Chris is one of the world's best encouragers. In fact, you won't know okay. this, Chris, but a conversation we had about art and podcasts is why we do this. Because you encourage oh, wonderful. me. You wonderful.
5: Encu- I've, been check- I've been checking on you, my friend, to see if you, how your podcast is going. I know you still have the first one, the um, uh, you know your, your ministry one, but uh, haven't seen anything on the agile side lately. So very keen to hear what you're up to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we record this every every Friday. Uh, goes out. Uh, we do adverts and things as well. It's on. It's a uh, uh, Ricardo is one of our crew. Uh, does some technical wizardry pokery, and we we put it out live on YouTube, uh, live streaming podcasts. I think Marvelous. we're doing Telegram soon as well. So. Oh,
5: wonderful! <laughs> so happy to hear.
0: Yeah, yeah, Chris. Yes. So uh, let me make sure I message you later. We obviously have numbers, so let me message you. Yep. We'll arrange that as well. And Sounds just as. Wonderful. Just as we finish, Joel, you've come up on onto the stage as well. Just want to say hello. Maybe you can give us some of your, as Chris would say, some of your fire. That's the phrase Chris uses a lot. I love so. Hi, Joel.
1: Hi, Hi everyone. Uh, good afternoon. Good morning. Uh, uh,
2: thanks for for this great chat on the the, three, um, the four levels of uh, psychological safety. So. Uh, I I missed the fourth one. I think
1: you you said the first one was safe to ask a silly question, for example, safe to give or contribute, safe to challenge. um, I I missed, what was the fourth one?
0: Ah, well, what you've actually missed is the first one. You missed the first one because the first one was safe to belong or safe to be.
4: Oh, safe to belong. Thank you. My question is, in your experience,
2: which one of these is the most prevalent and uh, most difficult to achieve? And and, any tips to... um,
0: to resolve it that's a great question uh thank you very much for the question joel i mean I, 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 depends on the company doesn't it? it's culture i i would yeah. say in in some cultures the safe to be just isn't even there let alone anything else um to some degree i think uh jc was saying it's a sort of like a triangle of dysfunctions teams kind of it gets better so what's the most difficult one i mean i i think getting to safety give can be quite hard that seems to me to be the from safe to ask to safe to give is is in my opinion. This is just Ian talking now. My opinion. That's probably the biggest move. Don't know what you think, Ricardo.
2: Yeah, two to three is the hardest. Uh, after you have three, four is kind of a natural next step.
0: Yeah, you've crossed the Rubicon. You've moved into the new territory, as you say. Yeah. To go from three but to four is a bit more natural.
2: where you as a coach and management needs to help the most because in stage four, uh, you start to go beyond the boundary of the team. That's where you find most of the impediments because it's not just the rules of the team. It could be a lot the rules in the organization that become the impediments.
0: That's right. I, I always imagine the team, like uh, we, we do some stuff on Organic that we talk about a lot. I always imagine the team like a plant that's growing, and it grows yeah. and grows, and then it becomes pot-bound by the pot, not by the team, the, that suddenly yeah. the environment's stopping it, ca- ca- and that's when the real joy of coaching is when you can repot the team, or perhaps more accurately, break the pot so that they can carry on growing.
2: Yeah, but it depends on the team. If, uh, For example, if it's new people joining an existing team that has been doing things the same way for a long, long time, stage four could be very difficult in that team. If it's a newly formed team, stage four will mostly come from the outside and then we have to repot the team mm. after they have grown.
0: Yeah. yeah, and of course, in a high safety culture, uh, even... Getting to for safety challenge could be quite a hard thing to do because you know nobody wants to make a mistake with lives and things like that. You know, you're not going to yeah. work. You're not going to work for aerospace or, or Boeing and go. Do you know what? Maybe we could try this new wing design on our next plane with 500 people on it. That's never going to work, is it? So,
4: yeah. all right. It's so, tricky because you need to keep this safe, the space safe. in, in one moment, it can be unsafe.
0: You can flip back. You mean is is this like a um, is this like a Kinefin thing? Oh, I'm seeing the zoom has ended.
4: Oh yeah, my zoom. I need to pay zoom.
0: Okay, no worries, no worries at all. So um, we need to finish anyway. But this is an area to talk about more, I think, which is how we do that. So thanks very much for today, everyone. Joel, thank you. JC, Chris, wonderful to hear your fabulous voice. We will connect and. Um, I'll say again, the reason I'm doing podcasts in this space is because of some encouragement from Chris. So I hear you a lot, my friend. Um, That's it for this week on this one, live podcast. Uh, More next week where we'll look at psychological safety, I think on digital teams. I think that's where we went, Ricardo. Oh, Ricardo's not here because he's on the Zoom. Okay, in that case... I will finish it with our usual thing. And thank you all for attending today. We have gone over. It's 33 minutes. Uh, For those listening, we're sorry it's a little longer than our promise, but it's been really quite good, hasn't it?
1: That's it for this week. You've been listening to Agile Coaching Mastery brought to you by the Agile Coaching Mastery crew. If you want to join the live recording or give us feedback, reach out to us on agileclub.club and look for the Agile Coaching Mastery conversation. Or find us on Clubhouse, look for Agile Club, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's called Agile Coaching Mastery. Or you can always find us on LinkedIn. Join us next week for more fun and agile thinking.